0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say it's not just me on the show today so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers let's get the introductions out of the way. First up I'm joined by James Capps, James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week?
1: Yeah, very good, thank you. Another lacklustre week as a Derby County supporter, but anybody born this way after the late 1970s is very much used to that sinking feeling.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing fine. And also, last but certainly not least, is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope all is well. How have you been this past seven days?
2: Yeah, all good. I've obviously been a Spurs fan. Nice to be back to winning ways, getting that big win over Brighton. But uh, obviously, looking across North London into Arsenal, it's uh, it's not looking good there. I think they're obviously playing very well at the moment, top of the league, beating Liverpool. So... um. Yeah, obviously Spurs are doing well, but Arsenal doing very well, which is uh, not great to see.
0: No, it's not really. It's yin and yang, isn't it? But we'll worry about Arsenal later in the show, we'll worry about Tottenham and a lot more also later in the show. But before we do all of that, the intros are now out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with FreeBets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds on podcast hashtag and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's go to Anfield as Liverpool play host to Manchester City. And in seasons gone by, this would be a clash between two powerhouses. However, James, it's fair to say that 10th, playing host to 2nd, doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it?
1: Yeah, it certainly doesn't and the fact that Man City sits second is further testament to how brilliant Arsenal have been because Pep's men have barely put a foot wrong themselves and I think they'll go and do Liverpool here. The Reds have been struggling as he touched on, they've added Trent Alexander-Arnold and Joel Matip to the injury list and despite Trent's form, his absence does make them substantially weaker going forward and City just look unstoppable at the minute, don't they? 5-6 for the away win as well, looks very enticing indeed. Well, Jamie, when you look at Liverpool,
0: just two points from the last nine on offer. Do you see this game as a much-needed return to winning ways? Or do odds of five to six for that City win seem more tempting to you?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously been a very tricky run for Liverpool recently as well. So there is that. But, I mean, they're already, I think, what, 14 points off the top. So to kind of lose any more ground would just be kind of the end for them, really. I know, obviously, there is a lot lot of time to go. But to kind of make up that sort of gap is is just going to be very difficult. But... uh, Unfortunately for Liverpool here, I do think it will be another defeat. I just think it's very difficult to not see anything other than a Man City win. I mean, you consider Liverpool, they've got just two wins all season now. Um, you obviously factor in they're missing some key players. You know, James mentioned there, they're going to be losing the likes of Joel Matip to an injury. Trent Alexander-Arnold, regardless of his form, I think, still think it's a big loss for them. And then you look at Man City during midweek, able to rest Sterling Haaland. So he's going to be fully fit and firing and you know, considering he's been playing each week in the Champions League and, and still doing it in the Premier League. I think it's going to be a bit of a scary proposition to see what you can do with, with a week off. So, um, yeah, I think this could be a bit of a, a very tricky game for Liverpool here. I even think there could be a bit of a humiliation. Um, obviously, a Man City win at the moment is not fantastic value. I think if you at, were to add you know, both teams to score here and obviously to, alongside a Manchester City win, you can get that at 15-8. to eight. So, I think that adds a little bit more value. But uh, yeah, I, I think Man City win is is definitely the way to go here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Liverpool haven't lost any of the last 27 home league matches at Anfield, so they have got a weight of history behind them, but all records are there to be broken at the same time. Not only with Liverpool, I think when you look at their title hopes, they have pretty much evaporated for good for this season. They're now worried about a top-four finish. They're 10 points behind Tottenham before the weekend. Yes, they've got a game in hand. Yes, there's plenty of time to claw it back, but it's still a sizeable gap, and this isn't a bad Tottenham team. Chelsea have got a run on them. Manchester United are even ahead of them. You know, it's looking... Not solid for a top four finish, and if they lose to Man City and results go against them, it could be even worse. Well, James, even worse their injury plight, and that's Luis Diaz because he's now ruled out until after the World Cup, that being sort of December onwards. So, do you think, in I guess some form of positive way, will his injury then help Mo Salah? Because he's only scored twice in the Premier League this season, the shape of the team has slightly changed, but with Diaz now being out, will that be more prominent to Mo Salah? and his attacking prowess. And would you be backing him this weekend at any time out of 2-1? to one?
1: Well, I just think he looks bereft of any confidence whatsoever. He was on a real crest of a wave 12 or 18 months ago, but he's a long way from that these days and with him now the wrong side of 30 and on big money, you wonder whether he has the motivation to get there again. It might not be a bad bet at twos, though. One would assume that Jao Cancelo will move over to right back in the absence of Kyle Walker for Man City. So, does that open the door for him? Perhaps it does. So, there could be one or two takers, but neither of them are going to be me.
0: Well, Jamie, we now have to legally shine some light on Erling Haaland. He didn't play midweek in the Champions League. He scored just the one goal against Southampton, so maybe he's a fading force. I doubt he is, really. But in terms of goals, how many should I put you down for at the weekend? Or does 11-4 to, to open the scoring seem more appealing?
2: Yeah, well, that first goal scorer does seem like fairly good value there, but I think even you know even better value, obviously combining them together, you can get Haaland to score two or more um, and to score first as well at six to one. I think we've seen Haaland open the score in a couple of games. And we've seen him score two plus in, in multiple times this season. So, um, I think that that would certainly be a, a good way to go there. But look, you no, know, just not much else to be said about Haaland and kind of his goal scoring exploits at the moment. You know, 15 goals is just unbelievable, um, in, in those first couple of matches. Um, you know, we saw what he did against Manchester United, and uh, I think he can do the same again here. Um, I think another player definitely to look out for at the moment is, is, is obviously Phil Foden. He's on a really good run of run of form in front of goal at the moment. I think he's scored in each of his last three matches. I um, mean, he's eleven to four to score any time. So um, I think that that would also be another shout in terms of goal scorers here.
0: Well, it's certainly going to be an exciting clash. There's always goals in this game. You know, you look at over 3.5. I don't think there's much value in that, really. You might have to go even higher up the chain, but it should be an entertaining clash regardless. Let's hope it is, because us neutrals love a bit of Liverpool Man City. But us neutrals just have the Premier League, because next up we're going to Friday Night Football now, as Brentford play host to Brighton. Now, James, the Bees have picked up just one point from the last nine on offer. What is the tale of the tape in this one?
1: Well, the tail of the tape in this one is that the Bees have picked up just one point for the last night. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> but we'll look at Brighton. They've only would once want themselves since August, but they have had to deal with the turmoil surrounding Graham Potter's departure, as well as some very spiky fixtures that they actually did reasonably well in performance-wise. And I think that'll be the difference in this one. Brentford, look, a shadow of the side they've got the potential to be, while Brighton have threatened some good results under new boss Roberto De Zerbi. And it's worth noting that the Seagulls did the double over the Bees last season without conceding a goal. So, and away win to nil might look like value we at ten to three if you want a bit more bang for your buck than the twenty nine to twenty on offer for the straight win.
0: Very tempting indeed, actually. So Jamie, last week you and I were a little pessimistic, shall we say, about Tottenham's hopes on the south coast against Brighton. We felt it was going to be a draw. That wasn't the case. So odds of thirteen to ten for Brighton to return to winning ways. Does that tempt you at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously from a Spurs perspective, we were kind of thinking, you know, Spurs would go there and wouldn't get the job done. But I think it was also a case of, you know, Brighton are a very good team. We just saw them get that, you know, impressive three-all draw in in their opening match on the new manager and field. So that was a, a good start for them. But I thought they were really good against Spurs. I think they, you know, probably were the better team. I think Spurs had to do a lot of defending. Um, You know, they still feel like they are missing that goal scorer. That's maybe where they were kind of left a little bit short. Um, You know, had they had that goal score on the weekend, they might have got something from that game. But I thought they played really well regardless. Uh, you know, defended well as well, just looked really positive in attack. So I, I still think this Brighton team is going to do well this season. Um, I think as well, you just have to consider, you know, Brentford, they're going to this game off the back of a 5-1 defeat to Newcastle. Um, so I, I, think the, I think the Seagulls will get the win here. Um, I do like the look of a Brighton win and I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals as well for this one. So you can get both of those two combined at 11-4. Uh, to 4.
0: Well, that leads me nicely on to the next question, because James, did you know that there have been over two point five goals in five of Brentford's last six home league outings, so at odds of evens would you fancy more of the same before kickoff?
1: Well, difficult one, really. We know Brighton can be defensively robust when they get it right at the back, and while Brentford can lead goals, the visitors often lack a clinical edge up front on another weekend probably be all over this, but I think with Brentford struggling for confidence, they might find it hard to fulfil their end of the bargain in this one. That could lead to a pretty scrappy affair in the capital.
0: Well, Jamie, you can get odds of 15-8 to eight on Danny Welbeck or Ivan Tony scoring any time. Would you be tempted to park your cash on either or maybe even both players?
2: Um, yeah, I think with this one, if I had to pick out one of those two, it have to be Ivan Tony. I mean, we've seen him score six in his, in his first nine matches. So, Eben Tony is definitely the pick between those two. Um, but I think the player that I'd definitely be looking at here is, is Trossard to score any time. He's three to one to do so. Um, you know, Brighton's top scorer so far. He's taken more shots than any other Brighton player. He's averaging the most shots on target for them as well. So he's, he, he, for me, is, is the guy to go from, from a Brighton perspective. Um, and yeah, that, that would be my pick in terms of the goals. Trossard to score any time at uh, three to one.
0: Yes, arguably a bit more value with the Belgian there. I mean... Welbeck and Tony, very tidy strikers. Welbeck's kind of not ever really hit the heights after United and Arsenal, but he's had a steady hand for Brighton, while Tony, after that England call-up, has gone slightly off the boil. So I think you're right in going a different direction. Right, we're going to go in a different direction now because we're going bet-building once again. And with Tottenham playing host to Everton, we are looking to construct another winning combo. Because after falling short by just one yellow card when West Ham played host to Wolves almost a fortnight ago, we are back on the winning trail now as our Brighton versus Tottenham bet builder came good. That means two wins from the last three are on our score sheet, which means what have we got up our sleeve this time? James, as always, I like the any time goal scorer from you.
1: Well, Harry Kane scored two in the 5-0 hammering Spurs, dished out to Everton in the corresponding fixture last March. So probably makes sense to go for him again here at 21-20. to 20. I think we're in danger of having this as the Harry Kane bet
0: builder section. Last season, it was Sadio Mane. The baton has been passed over to Harry Kane. But if he keeps getting the goals, we're not going to complain. Jamie, as always, it's the over-under on goals. What have you got?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, we've seen Everton have shored up in defence this season under Frank Lampard. But uh, I think we could see Everton coming back. Uh, from injury, Harry Kane in, in great form at the moment. I think we could see a fairly uh, similar outcome to the to what we saw in this fixture last season, which ended five nil. Um, I don't think there'll be quite as many goals, but uh, I, I do still, still still think there will be plenty. So I'm going to go for over two point five goals for this
0: one. A Steady pick there, and I will go back to the corners market. It it sorted me out very well last week. So I will go I went with four last week in terms of Brighton. I'll go with. Five Tottenham Corners, so that's over four. Actually, I'll do the same again. Why change it? So, over four Tottenham Corners, just that one team there. So, let's recap the three picks and see what we've got in the bag. Okay, so it's Harry Kane to score any time. It's over 2.5 total goals. It's also over four Tottenham Corners. It's not a big one this week. It's odds of five to two. A £10 stake will get you £35 in return. It'll get the beers in on Saturday evening, so we shouldn't complain too much. Hopefully, it's our third winner in four weeks. Right, let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. James, Tottenham were back in the winning group themselves after a frustrating week, something that you backed yourself for last week's show. Are you anticipating more of the same on Saturday against Everton?
1: I think so, but I do think it will be a similarly agricultural route to victory as it was against Brighton last week. I didn't fancy many goals then, and... With Everton starting the season as one of the best defensive sides in the division, I can't see this one being a classic either. Spurs are in Champions League action too, of course, in midweek, so there could be a spot of rotation with the games piling up. Everton, though, have a pretty rubbish record of Spurs, just one win there in the last 14 attempts. So I like a Tottenham win to nil here at 6-4. to one nil and 2 nil are both available in the correct score market at the round of 13-2 and 7-1 to marks. While Jamie, Everton's run of
0: unbeaten matches came to an end last Sunday as they lost to Manchester United at Goodison Park. Is it fair to say that Frank Lampard has no love for Spurs? And will he be able to fire up his Everton charges in North London?
2: Yeah, look, I think this one's going to be a very tricky one for Everton on the weekend. I think that obviously Spurs, they've not been playing particularly well um, this season so far. But look, they've still been getting results. We've seen them get six wins from nine matches. Um, obviously only one defeat at the moment. So... I th- I think this is going to be yeah a-, a tough one for Lampard to kind of really get his players up for and get that win. I mean there is as you mentioned there there is obviously that factor of Lampard versus Tottenham. We definitely know you know that he he definitely hates Tottenham. So um that could be a factor but I do think Spurs will be just too strong here. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction from James in terms of the goals. I do think there will be quite a few here. I think Harry Kane's going to be kind of the guy to go to. Um, and you can get Harry Kane to score two or more, um, plus a Spurs win at 17-4, uh, to 4, which I, th- I think for me, um, I-, I-, I think Harry Kane is going to be well amongst the goals on the weekend. I think we've seen the form that he's in. Obviously, it has been somewhat overshadowed by Erling Haaland, but uh, I-, I think we'll see a couple from Kane on the weekend and a Spurs win.
0: I hope that's the case from my personal point of view. But James, in terms of the half-time, full-time markets, could you see this being a half-time draw and then a Spurs win at 10-3? to Or do you fancy them also leading at the interval
1: and then winning at odds of 3-1? Well, there's some good value there either way, isn't there? I think Everton will look to make life difficult and play for a point. No Anthony Gordon, of course, for the Toffees as well due to suspension. And without him, they don't pack much of a punch in the final third. So the Frank Lampard brief could well be to play for a draw, which takes me down the half-time stalemate route here. Now,
0: Jamie, one Everton player who is certainly undergoing a renaissance at the moment is Alex Wobie. He was on the score sheet against United last Sunday. Would you be backing the former Arsenal man to net any time at odds of 17-2 to 2 as a potential value punt?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably a tricky one to go with this one. Obviously, that was his first goal since March. So... I think this is probably one that I'd be looking to avoid. And yeah, I mean, I look, i kind of looking down the list of other players. It's very difficult to kind of select where else the goals might come from. I think that's been a slight issue for Spurs as well, kind of getting goals from other areas of the team. Obviously, very reliant on on Harry Kane and Julianson, and and that's maybe at times where yes, they have been getting results. As I said the performances haven't been great because they are so reliant on those two. So it's uh, this one's a tricky one to kind of select a, a real value bet, but. Uh, in, in terms of Iwobi, I think, given the fact that it was his first goal since March, um, I'll probably steer clear of that one.
0: Let's move on because now it's time for our long shot aka. We're going to go anywhere in the world once again on the hunt of odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Jamie, you're up first this week. What have you got for me?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to go for more bad news for uh, Massimiliano Allegri and I'm going to go for a draw between Torino and Juventus. I think, you know, Torino, they've only lost one of their four home matches this season. Um, You know, they've held third place Lazio to a draw. They were very unfortunate not to get a draw away into Milan as well a couple of weeks ago, um, conceding a a leg goal there. So, I I think they can get something from this game and you just have to consider that you've obviously going into this one off the back of a defeat to Maccabi Haifa on Tuesday. So, Confidence is, is just going to be rock bottom for them at the moment. And, you know, results and performances have just been truly shocking for, for Juve. And I, I do think we are coming towards the end of Allegri's reign again at, uh, at Juventus. So um, I'm going to go for a draw here between these two teams at 11-5. Uh, to five.
0: Yeah, I mean, we spoke about Allegri last week, didn't we? Losing at AC Milan, the disaster of the Champions League in midweek. How many lives has he got? If you are correct in terms of your long shot and they don't win against Torino, that might be the final disaster for... Allegri and his second tenure might come to an end. But, James,
1: we move on. What is up your sleeve this week? Well, I'm heading into the Championship, and Cardiff have rallied under the temporary management of Mark Hudson, and they head into their game with Coventry on a run of back to back wins. Cobb, meanwhile, winless on the road since April and failed to score in three of the last four away games. So, I like the Bluebirds win to nil here at 14 to 5. Very good. I'm going to
0: go to the King Power as Leicester play host to Crystal Palace. The Foxes are back at the bottom of the table. The Eagles are soaring after last weekend's home win over Leeds. Now, although the host recently won at the King Power against Forest, I think they're going to struggle against Patrick Vieira's men. And for that reason, I'm going to back the away side to win at odds of 21 to 10. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's mop up some more Premier League matches now. And next up, we do go to Saturday afternoon as Leicester play host to Crystal Palace. So, I've given my thoughts very quickly. James, with the Foxes, as I say, back at the bottom of the table, is the pressure back on Brendan Rodgers to deliver?
1: Is 5-4 to too short for a weekend win? No, I think it's just about right, actually. Palace weren't in great shape themselves before that win over Leeds on Sunday. So, the jury is still out on them for me. And they're pretty scratchy on the road as well. Just one win on their travels since March. And that run really includes a 2-1 defeat at the King Power back in April. I personally think this is a decent Leicester side with plenty of spark. And I do think they'll get things right and start pushing up the table. Similarly, with the Eagles, I don't see them hitting relegation trouble. But I think they'll come unstuck here. And I like the home win, actually, at 5-4. to four. Well, Jamie, talking of weekend wins, this
0: is exactly what Palace achieved last weekend, as I just said. Could 21-10 to for a second successive league win be enough to get you tempted to bet on this fixture?
2: I think this is one of the very tricky ones to call at the moment. I think, you know, we saw obviously Leicester get that shocking result against Bournemouth, losing there. Um, Obviously, Palace did pick up that's just their second win of the season as well. So these are two teams who kind of go into this one, maybe not such great form this season so far. Um, I mean, look, but you have to kind of consider the fact that uh, the Eagles have only collected two points in the travel so far this season. Leicester, meanwhile, they've been very poor at home. You know, it's just four points and four, four games um, at the King Power so far. So, again, it's, it's, it's kind of tricky to call this one, but look... I, I probably would lean towards Palace here. Um, Maybe not with so much confidence, but I think it's just worth noting with with Patrick Vera's side that they have had a very tough start to the season in terms of their fixtures. You know, we've seen them face the likes of Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool. So, you know, I don't think their form is quite as bad as maybe it seems because they've had a very, very tough opening run of games. So um, that could be something where maybe up until the World Cup, we see them pick up a lot more points. I, I really expected them to do well this season because I think they've got such a strong squad there. So um, I, I, I actually would back them to you know, get another win on the board here. But uh, I wouldn't do so with much confidence. I probably would steer clear of this one just because I think these two teams that are very difficult to kind of call between at the moment.
0: So, James, last week we touched on some relegation odds. You can currently get nine to four for the Foxes to be hunted out of the Premier League. Would you fancy a bit of that right now?
1: No, I think they'll be okay. There's at least three sides worse than them, let's face it. We saw two of them face off on Monday night in Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa. Then you look at Fulham picking up some defeats and a similar case can be made for one or two others. Leicester, though, have the nucleus of a side that can win games. The likes of James Madison, Harvey Barnes, Jamie Vardy, the proven match winners at this level. and They just need to get things right at the back. Well, Jamie, there have been over 2.5 total goals in
0: nine of Leicester's last 10 Premier League outings. Do you fancy more of the same at the King Power on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you only have to kind of watch back Danny Ward's attempt at a save for a former (laughs) second goal. to kind of, and you'd have to be fairly crazy not to expect Palace to get a few here. Um, I think we said, you know, a few weeks back, you know, I think as well, Leicester do have goals in their team as well. James mentioned they're the guys that they do have. So I, th- I think both teams have goals in them. So for me, I'd probably, as I said, I'd, I'm leaning towards a Palace win here. So I'd probably look at a, a Palace win and, and both teams to score here. That's, that's the way I'd go. But certainly over 2.5 goals is, is definitely the shout.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Also, on Saturday, there are two promoted teams squaring off. Fulham have lost their last two and conceded seven goals in the process. James, odds of four to five. Is this the game where Marco Silva's men return to
1: winning ways? Well, I've been laying Bournemouth relentlessly over the past few weeks and been left with egg on my face pretty much every time. So I'm going to tread somewhat carefully here, but I do fancy goals in addition to... Fulham's leaky defence. The Cherries have conceded 18 on the road in the last five games, so one must fancy both teams to score here at 4-5. to five, But I actually think these two will play out an entertaining draw. I don't think there's much between them at present, so I'm going to go for that at 29-10. to 10. Fulham not quite doing enough at the moment to convince me to back that home win. Well, Jamie, Bournemouth are yet to lose under interim boss Gary O'Neill.
0: Can you see the former QPR midfielder at least extending his streak in West London? How does 10-11 to 11 sound in the double chance market?
2: Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. You know, we kind of have been going against Bournemouth and they keep getting those results. So I think that might be the way to go here. I think you know, we've seen recently with Fulham, you know, three defeats in the last four as well. So they may be not a side to kind of go with. I think the big factor is, though, on the weekend, they should have Mitch Rich back. And, you know, obviously he has been a big miss for them. Um, you know, and the Fulham, they've been fairly decent at home as well. They've got seven points from, from four matches. We've obviously seen them draw with Liverpool. Obviously got that win against Brighton as well. So they have been good this season. Recently, they've not been so great. So I'm not so convinced that they're, they're, they're good enough to get the win here. But uh, I, I think this one, James is right and will play it as a draw.
0: Now, James, we spoke about Bournemouth's managerial vacancy in recent weeks and how it could be held up by the transfer of club ownership. That is now seemingly going to happen at the end of this month. With this in mind, is Gary O'Neill at odds of one to four the done deal?
1: Is that the way you're going to see it? Well, the bookies tend to pay out when a temporary boss has been in charge for 10 competitive games. He's halfway there at the time of recording on 5, and a further 5 will take him to their trip to Leeds on the 5th of November. And the fact that the rumour mill has gone a bit quiet suggests that O'Neill could be sticking around a little while longer. Not that I'd personally touch a 1-4 to shot in such a volatile market, but it does look like he'll get over the 10-game line. Then again,
0: Jamie, it only takes a couple of bad results in the next fortnight for things to change. So with this in mind, is Chris Wilder still worth a look at 9-2 or are you better off keeping your money in your pocket?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I think, you know, the the news about the takeover and and maybe that bit, delaying them appointing a permanent manager could certainly be something that is causing that delay. But look, I think he's certainly bought himself a lot of time, you know, keeps getting results. So... You know, I, I, I do think he will eventually get that job. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he'd probably be the way to go. I mean, Sean Dyche is another shout as well. I wonder whether they keep their, they're keeping their eye on him. Um, I'm sure he might have his eye on other jobs as well. I know he's 12 to 1 to, to kind of get there. But um, obviously, and especially we've seen reports that he's, you know, really keen to get back into the Premier League. But I, I think Gary O'Neill will probably be the guy who, who does get the job. He's just done an unbelievable job um, to start off with. So uh, I think he will get the, jo- the job permanently.
0: Now, of course, there's no manager at Wolves at the time of recording. And if you back Julian Lopetegui at rather short odds last week, you're probably going to be a loser because the rumour is that he's had to say no to Wolves. So they have been rather set back in their hunt for a new boss. The rumour is today that Nuno is coming back. Whether that is the case or not, we don't know. But it just goes to show how fluid the manager markets can be. But we're now going to focus on their match with Nottingham Forest on Saturday. James, the modern new men have failed to score in six of the last eight league outings. Will there be a shortage of goals in total? What is the
1: over-under here? Well, it's hard to make a huge case for goals here. Pedro Neto is, of course, out with a long-term injury now for the host. So, they're an even weaker proposition going forward. Well, Forest have scored only one goal in their four away games in the Premier League this season. I smell a 1-0 win, but I'm not overly sure which side is going to get it. But I can't see many goals, that's for sure. But if you don't agree, over 2.5 is available. That's even money. But I think unders is the ticket here. at around 4-5. to five. Now, Jamie, another thing to consider is that they have been losing at
0: both half-time and full-time, that being Wolves, in each of their last three league outings. What takes your fancy in this particular market?
2: Yeah, I probably will go in a slightly different direction from, from that. I think this is a Wolves side who have been just underperforming this season. I still think there's kind of real quality in that Wolves team. Um, you obviously have to consider their last three matches have been pretty tricky. You know, face Manchester City, Chelsea in, the, uh, in a resurgent uh, West Ham side. So kind of that's maybe why their their form recently has been really poor. Um, but before that run, they did beat Southampton at home. They just about got off the line there. They also faced the Nottingham Forest side who... I'm just not convinced about at the moment. And especially away from home, they've been very poor. They've got just one point from from their travels so far this season, Nottingham Forest. So I think Wolves can get the job done here. I do think it will be a low-scoring affair. Um, I think it will kind of be a bit of a grind for, for Wolves to kind of get the win here. Obviously, we know they're a side who are the lowest scorers in the division. I think they've got just three all season. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be difficult for for them to kind of just about get over the line. I do think they will. So, I'm going to go for a draw for half-time. Wolves full-time at 7-2. Uh, to two.
0: Now, James, when you look at the stats, Wolves have failed to win 15 of the last 16 Premier League outings. Forest haven't won since the opening weekend of the season. So, in your opinion, who comes out on top
1: in this one? Absolutely no idea, Dan. It's <laughs> the, the, the toughest games to call this weekend alongside Leicester and Palace, I think. And this one is certainly for all the wrong reasons. Forest didn't really look like beating a blunt Villa side on Monday. And Wolves don't look like beating anyone at the moment. But the fact Forest concede so many leads me to back in a Wolves side that do have threats from distance. And the visitors concede a big proportion of their goals from outside the box. So, I'm tentatively going with the hosts here. Well, Jamie, if you had your last five pound in your betting account, where would your money be going
0: at Molyneux?
2: Yeah, look, I said earlier. I just think with Nottingham Forest, they're just not a side that kind of convinced me so far this season. Um, I said I mentioned their poor away record, just one one point from from their travels so far this season. So. Although Wolves have struggled, um, I do think they will get the better of them here. I mentioned, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. We've seen the two lowest-scoring teams in the division here. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring one. But I'm going to go for a Wolves win and under 2.5 goals at 11-4. to 4. Right, before
0: we move on, I'd like a correct score from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to go for the clash between uh, Leeds and Arsenal on Sunday for my pick. Um, I think it's going to be another emphatic win for the Gunners here. Um, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win for Arsenal. Unfortunately, at uh, 12-1, to we've seen Arteta's side score three times in each of their last four matches. And uh, I think it will be the same again here. I think they face a-, a Leeds side who haven't been great recently. No win in the last five. Uh, lost three of those five games as well. So uh, I think it would definitely been asked to win here and there. I'm going to go for 3-0 at 12-1. to
1: And James, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, I'm heading back to the King Power for the Leicester Palace game. The Foxes beat the Eagles 2-1 in this fixture last time out. And with neither side all that strong defensively at present, I like the look of an identical scoreline at 9-1. to Fantastic. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting
0: tips ahead of this weekend. Right, there's a few more Premier League headlines to mop up, but before we do, we're going to take a trip across Europe with some more Thursday night's continental football. First up, we go to East London as West Ham play host to Onderlecht, and James, what is a good value bet before kickoff?
1: Well, I really like the look of West Ham a shade better than Evans in the away leg and they just about spared my blushes with a slender 1-0 win in Belgium. But I think they'll have it easier here. This Andalek side don't really do much for me when you've got Fabio Silva up top. Chances are you're not pulling up any trees and I think the Hammers are good news once again here. I even think 1-2 is decent value here with the Hammers having home advantage. But alternatively, a win to nil is 7-5, to half-time full-time is 13-10 to and West Ham minus one and the handicaps is 7-5 as well. So, plenty of options out there. Well, Jamie, Manchester
0: United made rather heavy work of Ammonia Nicosia last Thursday. Do you reckon life will be somewhat easier when they meet at Old Trafford this week?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think in terms of a standalone game, I don't think there's there's much value in this one. I think this should be a comfortable win for Manchester United here. Um, I said I don't think there's going to be too much value in a United win. I think you also have to factor in they're just so unpredictable under Ten Hag at the moment. So, can't see them scoring many goals. So, kind of adding over 2.5 is, is kind of difficult to call at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a United win is definitely, uh, definitely nailed on here. But uh, it's it's kind of very tricky to kind of predict how it will happen. I mean, I I just, again, no one kind of predicted you know, Nick Osir to kind of put in such a performance that, that, like they did last week. So, um, yeah, I'd probably be, as a standalone game, I probably would be staying clear of this one, even though I do think it will be a, a fairly comfortable United win.
0: Yeah, certainly a surprise scoreline. It was a surprise that Neil Lennon's the manager of Ammonia Nicosia. I didn't even know that till last Thursday. I think we spoke about him early on in our series of podcasts about where he goes next after Celtic. I didn't know that would be the answer. But anyway, let's move on because we cannot forget Arsenal on Thursday night. They travel to Norway. They face Bodo Glimt again. James, the Gunners are
1: top of the Premier League, the top of their Europa League group. What catches your eye before Thursday? Well, Arsenal made light work of Bodo Glint last Thursday with that 3-0 win, didn't they? But I don't see them having it all their own way in Norway. The hosts only two defeats in the last 39 home games have both come against runaway league leaders Molder, so there are no slouches on home soil and Michel Arteta will surely rotate his side a bit as he looks to juggle his European commitments with a tilt at the title back home and I'm actually going to go and back Bodo Glint in the double chance market here. It looks like value to me at 15-8, to especially when you consider that home record. It might be worth holding fire until we see some team news but yeah I think that may well be worth a go here with Arsenal facing a tricky trip to Leeds on Sunday. James has pressed the klaxon that's caught me by surprise
0: but fair play to you mate if that one comes over the line. Talking of getting over the line Jamie I wrote an article for the Free Bets website a couple of weeks ago and I tried to answer the question as to whether Arsenal are the Premier League real deal. When I wrote that they were odds of 11 to 1 to win the title. They're now second favourites at 7 to 1. Does this offer decent value in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I mean, look at the moment. They've obviously made an amazing start to the season. I think the consistency to, to kind of start eight wins from nine is amazing. I think as well, obviously, a lot of people have kind of been saying that they haven't really played anyone yet, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Obviously, got that win against Spurs, got the win against Liverpool. And, um, you know, I, I think as well, some of their, their away trips have been fairly tricky. I mean, to go to a Palace, I think a lot of people were saying before that game, that was going to be a tough one. So, you know, I, I don't think that can be used against them anymore. I just feel as though there are still some question marks remaining over them. I think there'll be a case of, you know, can they maintain this consistency at the moment? You know, obviously having to keep up with a Man City team who, who we know are, are going to be so consistent this season. And do they have the depth to kind of overcome injury as well? I think we saw last season. a Big reason why they didn't go over the line in, in the race with the top four is because as soon as they lost two players in the likes of Thomas Partey and Kieran Tierney, they almost fell apart, really. So, um, in terms of their squad depth, I think that that's something that, that might let them down a little bit. I think as well, they are almost playing at full capacity at the moment and it'll be interesting to see whether they are able to maintain that over over the course of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think at the moment, there are still a lot of question marks that do remain over over this Arsenal team and whether they can maintain this, but... Yeah, it's obviously been a, a very good start. Europa League, I think, will be another factor as well. Obviously, when they get into those latter stages and and the games start getting tougher, and you know they have to bring in more, maybe you know first team players, um, the likes of Hey Zeus, um, and Martinelli and Saka into that team, then that, that could be where, maybe where they do drop off a little bit in the league. But uh, yeah, I think at the moment, Manchester City. I just think they're so strong. I think I think that's the other thing as well. Man City just looks so good this year. Haaland's taken to another level. So. Um, at the moment, Man City, I, I think, are definitely clear for overs.
0: Right, let's focus on this trio's Premier League weekend activities now. And first up, we're going to go to Ellen Road as Leeds play host to Arsenal. James, the hosts are unbeaten in five at home. The Gunners have won nine of the last ten. Could this be a banana skin for the visitors?
1: Well, on the face of it, it looks like another one of those tests for Arsenal that... They've tended to struggle with in years gone by, but I think they have the tools to dispatch Leeds here. The hosts concede plenty of goals and the gunners just look so good going forward. And Arsenal also have an excellent record against Leeds. They haven't lost against them in nearly twenty years and the last taste of defeat at Ellen Rhodes in November two thousand when Independent Woman by Destiny's Child was topping the, <laughs> the charts. And to borrow another Beyonce reference, I think Arsenal will run the world at Ellen Road here and I like the away win with both teams scoring at two to one. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. What a pop reference there. Fantastic. Jamie, in terms of goals,
0: though, there have been over 2.5 goals in each of Arsenal's last eight league outings. Would you be backing more of the same odds of 8-13? to
2: Yeah, look, I think you'd have to. I mean, you look at this Leeds side, they've conceded 12 in eight matches so far this season, so they're certainly a side who kind of defensively haven't been so great so far. And then you just kind of have to look at Arsenal's goal scorers and the team that they've got, they likes of Martinelli, obviously Saka, Jesus, Odegaard. And not only that, they've got other players chipping in. We've seen Partey get on the score sheet. obviously Saliba, um Saliba as well. I think we've seen Xhaka as well. So I think they've got so many goals in that team. I mentioned on my, on my correct score bet as well, I've gone for a 3-0 win here. So, um, yeah, I think over 2.5 goals is, is uh, pretty nailed on for me.
0: Right, let's move to Old Trafford next as Manchester United play host to Newcastle. James, the hosts have won five of their last six. The visitors are undefeated in 10 of their last 11. Shall I get the double chance Clapson, ready again?
1: Hmm, it's a tricky one, this. Newcastle looked the part and could be a good bet for the top six as early as this season. But they've got to contend with a dreadful record at Old Trafford, a place where they've won only once in 50 years. That victory, of course... Could be joining the David Moyes era at Manchester United about a decade or so ago now. And Manchester United themselves are moving in the right direction. Although that said, I think they'll have a tough time breaking down a tough visiting defence. And while I do think Newcastle are worth a play at 9-10 to in the double chance market, I like the stalemate on its own here at just shy of 3-1. to
0: Yeah, actually, I feel a draw might be the right result in terms of picks before the weekend. Newcastle... They were hard to beat. They're now scoring goals. They've got momentum in certainly the last two weekends. It could be an interesting test for Man United because you never quite know what United you're going to get. So I know last year, last season, shall I say, we spoke about not really backing United. I don't feel I have that confidence in them just yet. So I don't feel that Newcastle will come away empty-handed from that match, actually. I feel they'll get at least a point. But Jamie, Anthony is certainly going some way to paying off his hefty price tag from Ajax. Scored in each of United's last three league outings. Would you fancy him to
2: score any time on Sunday, odds of nine to four? Yeah, look, j- just on Anthony, I think I'm I'm kind of under the impression. I, d- I just don't think he's a player who will live up to that massive price tag just yet. Uh, I think as well, just to make that leap from the Eredivisie to the Premier League, I think it's always been very difficult. We've seen many players obviously come over from the, from the Dutch League and, and struggle in the Premier League. And, you know, given the amount they did pay for him, I, I just don't see him becoming a £90 million player. Um, having said that, obviously, he has made a great start to the season so far. Obviously, three and three in the, in the league for them. Um, so, I, I think it's difficult to, to kind of write him off in this one. So, I think, at, you know, at nine to four, that, I think that's fairly good value here. So, um, I think given, given, his, given his good start, I probably would back him to, to, to get on the score sheet again here.
0: Well, West Ham on Sunday travelled to Southampton. The Hammers have
1: won each of the last two league outings. James, do you like the sound of seven to five to make it three in a row? I think I do, Dan. I've made no secret of how underwhelmed I am by this Southampton side at present. They don't have much of a spark at the minute, and there's just not much to get excited about with them. West Ham, though, look like they've turned a corner and haven't lost on their last four-league visits to St Mary's. So, look at three points for the Hammers here. Now, Jamie, Ralph Hart and is is seemingly creeping
0: closer to the St Mary's exit door. The Saints have lost four in a row. I remember Dean Smith lost five in a row for Aston Villa last season and then got the boot. So, technically, he might be one away. If the Saints do lose to the Hammers on Sunday, would you quickly be placing a bet on him to be the next manager to leave in the Premier League?
2: Yeah, I I think probably. I probably would. I mean, look, we've seen reports, I think it was last week, suggesting that he was almost on the brink of of the sack as well. You know, you mentioned there. I mean, four defeats in a row is really poor. I think we're almost one more defeat away, and especially at home. And I I do think he probably will be gone. So I I think this. I can quite easily see this being kind of his, his final game in charge. I might even get on it before kick-off as well. I just think one more defeat, as I said, to make it five in a row, um, I, I think as well to do it at home would uh, would probably be the final straw. And I think they also face a West Ham side who are slightly resurgent at the moment. So um, I, I think West Ham will get the win here. And uh, I think this will be Ralph Haas and final game in charge.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. There's just no, no real spark there. I know Southampton have been kind of... Well, they've never really been a team in crisis, have they? There's always been talk of Ralph approaching the exit door and then he'll find a couple of results and then he's hot as his stock goes up and he's linked with bigger jobs and then the kind of cycle just continues in this ebb and flow but I just feel that they've been here too many times before Southampton and they're going in the wrong direction and I feel that if they don't make a change soon it might be too late so if they do lose five in a row that's going to be curtains for Ralph but it could also be curtains for Stevie Gerrard soon because He's now to be wary of his results. Yes, they are unbeaten in the last four in the Premier League, that being Aston Villa, of course, but the entertainment factor is really, really low at the moment. So when they play Chelsea on Sunday, James, can I put you down for under 2.5 total goals at odds of 10 to 11?
1: Yeah, I think it's perhaps the least impressive four-game unbeaten spell in Premier League history. they very only really won- Two of the last dozen games in the league, and they just look terrible going forward. I'm not sure the fire burns in Philippe Coutinho anymore, and Stephen Gerrard is failing to get the best out of the rest of a talented attacking contingent. Chelsea, though, should become a much better goal-scoring proposition under Graham Potter. His Brighton side created chances and played good football, and I think you'll replicate that in West London and against Villa specifically. They've won nine of the last 11 meetings. Over 2.5 goals has been a winner in eight of those games, and I fancy Chelsea to beat Villa two or three here. So likely the overs at the evens.
0: Good shout there. And Jamie, the Blues have won their last three Premier League outings. Two of those coming under Graham Potter. He's also beaten Milan twice in as many weeks. So the momentum is certainly there early on. Can you see him masterminding a win over Villa and ending their unbeaten run on Sunday? Or four to 4-5? to
2: Yeah, look, I must say, as a Spurs fan, I was absolutely gutted that I managed to get Graham Potter. I think he's just an excellent manager. He just seemed like a perfect fit for that Chelsea squad. And, you know, we're starting to see exactly why. I mean, you know, he's already seeming to get his ideas across. Uh, you know, and it's just looking very good at the moment for, for the Blues. Um, a Chelsea win here is, is definitely the way to go. I mean, Villers, you know, James mentioned they've been really poor recently. I think Stephen Gerrard, he is in big trouble at the moment. So, um, yeah, Chelsea win for me. 100%. I um, also like the look of a Winter Nil here for Chelsea. You can get that at 2 to 1. We've seen the Blues keep clean sheets in, in each of their last three matches, obviously against a decent AC Milan side as well. So, um, yeah, I think that that will be the same case here. So, I'm going to go for a Chelsea Winter Nil at uh, 2 to 1.
0: OK, that wraps up the Premier League chat. Let's take a very, very quick trip to the Championship now. James, Steve Bruce has been relieved of his West Brom managerial duties. Can the Baggies find any interim bounce at Reading on Saturday?
1: Well, it's hard to make much of a case for West Brom. The only theory you can throw out there is that his dismissal releases the shackles on what is a decent championship squad when you look through it. But quite remarkably, West Brom are clear favourites here despite an awful run of form that leaves them in the bottom three. Reading, meanwhile, fifth in the league. Just one defeat at home so far this campaign. And they're better than two to one to win this one. Either the bookies know something I don't or that's a clear candidate for a value bet. So I'm going to go for the Royals here.
0: And Jamie, the fixture of the week, in my opinion, is Watford versus Norwich. The Hornets have lost their last two under new boss Slavin Bilic, which means he's probably off by December. But can they return to winning ways at odds of 17 to 10?
2: Yeah, look, I, th- I think you'd have to say with this one, it'd be a very tricky ask for them. Obviously, the carries, they do go into this one off the back of a defeat to Preston. Um, but look, they're still second in the league, you know, managed seven wins in the first 13 matches. They do seem to be kind of one of the best teams in the championship still. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think as well, from Watford perspective, you know, just one win from the last five as well. So I, I don't see kind of them getting back on track here. I think this is going to be a very tough game for them against a good Norwich side. So, uh, yeah, I- I'd-, I'd definitely be leaning towards Norwich win here.
0: Okay, it's time for our final bit of business, and that is our odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each and combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over 1-2, but less than evens, and see if we can get another winner over the line. A quick note about last week's effort. We were seconds away, and I mean seconds away, from hitting the jackpot once more. But Borussia Dortmund got a late leveller at home to Bayern Munich. With that in mind, I think I'm going to ban myself from backing Bayern Munich from now on. Not just on this show, but in general, because they've cost me a bit too much money already this season. So, lesson learned there, but we go again as always. And I'm going to go first this week. I'm off to Yorkshire, as Leeds play host to Arsenal. Jesse Marsh's men are unbeaten in the last five league outings at Elland Road, as I said earlier. But Mikel Arteta's men are really in the groove right now. And although this can be a tricky place to visit, I'm backing the away win at odds of 11-20. to 20. James, what have you got for me?
1: Yeah, I like the look of Swansea this weekend. The Welshman have won four on the bounce, including impressive away wins at Watford and West Brom. And next up, they get to a Burnley side. They're unbeaten in 11 themselves, but have drawn four of the last six. Well, like Swansea, or will draw a double chance at 11 to 10. Fantastic. And Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to the big game of the week for for my pick here. And I'm going to go for a Man City win over Liverpool at 3-4. to four. Um, You know, we saw Erling Haaland, as I mentioned, rested during midweek. I think that's going to spell very bad news for Liverpool. And Man City just been so good this season. Um, so I'm going to act then to get another win here at Liverpool at 3-4. Uh, to four.
0: Top shout there. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Did indeed. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan.
0: Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>